Hey, what's up everybody? This is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers. Welcome to an episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. Got a special guest, been in the mortgage business since 2001. He's been around the entire time and longer. Ken Wilkinson, Lee County Property Appraisers. Ken, how you doing, buddy? Tim, nice to meet you. You as well. It's the first time I've ever met you as well. Not including the three or four minutes we just talked. I hear. Well, you probably wouldn't recognize me when I first took office. I had a full head of hair. I was a lot better looking. (laughs) But that was 1980. Okay. Right. I started the mortgage business in 2001, so I've already lost my hair. It's it's creeping all back in here. Oh, yeah. It's happening quick. You're not supposed to agree with that part. Well, you know, for your benefit, hopefully they'll have this true hair growth thing going. <laughs> You'll be all right. Hope so. Well, hey, you guys. Ken is our property appraiser here in Lee County. Uh, Lee County doesn't collect income tax, or they don't collect income taxes, Correct. sales tax. Prop- there's not a state tax, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Just property taxes funds a lot of it, right? It does. Uh, I'm, if I recall the last time I checked, I think it's around 39% of the total budget is funded with uh, property taxes. Okay, yeah. cool. So we're gonna get into a lot of different stuff about Lee County, guys, with uh, you know how they value your house, uh, the homestead exemption, is he a taxing authority? I know he's ready for that one, right? So we're gonna do a lot of uh, a big overview of Lee County property appraisers and the value of your home. I, before we get started though, I wanna give you and your team a ton of credit. Uh, LEPA.org, that's your website. Yeah, we love it. It is one of the best websites in the country because we have to, you know, we have to find a lot of uh, different counties and deal with that stuff. And your website, man, is top notch. So congrats to you on that. that. It really started going back to when I first did take off in 1980, there weren't many computers around. And I, I had a slight background. I had a course in college, I and mean, that's about most you could have in computers at the time. And kind of looked at that and said, well, that's going to be the future, and we need to utilize that to do the better job at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. We've really worked on that over the years. Well, I know you know our pro- our underwriters that uh, you know aren't in this area love it. Like our processors, yeah. you name it, man. Everyone likes your your site. Yeah. Go to Lipa. Go yeah. to Lipa. That's how we all talk we, about. We, it. We've had. I, I think last time I checked, 2014, we had over 30 million page views. It's pretty unusual for a county uh, property appraiser's website. Yeah, let me know when you want to sell ad space on there, okay? Yeah, we've thought about it in the past, but then we have to qualify them, and it seemed like maybe that wouldn't be a good idea, but I'm always willing to look at it again. All right, I'm a good guy. There you go. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> um, so um, let's get into the, the property appraiser with um, what you guys do. So Lee County Property Appraiser's Office, what are you in charge of? Sure. Uh, what's interesting is people don't, maybe they just don't think about it. And what makes it a little more difficult sometimes in Florida is everybody comes from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, every state is different. There is no federal property tax, thankfully. So each state is based on that state's constitution, that state's statutes, in what form they have of oversight, which in Florida is the Department of Revenue out of Tallahassee. So every state does it differently. I think that's good, but at the same time, it's more difficult for us because everybody we talk to usually is coming from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Say, so, well, it wasn't that way in New York. Well, you're not in New York. Hey, you're in Florida, yeah. so this is the way it's done, and we have to follow these laws. Mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, uh, in Florida, where most states the property appraiser, or they're usually called tax assessors, we took that word tax out of it, we don't do taxes, 
but as a property appraiser, we're elected. Most states are appointed. Being elected, I think, is such a benefit for the taxpayers because it's called separation of powers. More or less in Lee County, I have uh, 91 taxing authorities that can set a millage rate. We think of the county, the school board, the cities, but there's uh, 17 independent fire districts, water districts, drainage districts. They all get a piece of the pie, so to speak. Can I stop you there? Can you let Please, everyone know, um, just so in case they're watching and don't know, yeah. what is a millage rate? Yeah, uh, a mil, one mil represents $1 per thousand of taxable value, and it's called a millage rate. So it's up to the different 91 taxing authorities to tell our office every year what millage they want to apply to the new values, and that's what raises the money to fund their operation for that year. Gotcha. And it's an annual process. It starts all over again January 1st. Everything's based on January 1st. Okay. And so you have 91 of those. Yes. And so you were saying... More than any county in the state of Florida. And you were talking about separation of powers. Right. With, with that. Which, which I think is a big... Ben I've taught assessment administration early in my career because I wanted to learn how others were doing things. Why reinvent something if it's already out there? In fact, I used to send a letter. I'd have maybe 40 uh, assessors or appraisers in different states that I went to teach. And then in that, I would write them ahead of time and say, bring with you the thing you're most proud of in your office. And we've adopted several of those in Lee County over the years. I'm not teaching anymore. But uh, it was a great way to build the appraisal system that we have now, is learning from others. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, good definition. Yeah. So let's get into then um, the people's property itself. So um, you, you do everything based on your market value or assess value. Like, which, which term do you want to give that? Yeah. Well, uh, I think people understand market value better. Morris, mm -hmm. every year, based on January 1st, using the prior 12 months market activity, what buyers and sellers are doing, I tell people, not only do we not do taxes, we don't do value. You say, whoa, you're the property appraiser. True. But buyers and sellers make the value. We don't. We analyze it, we record it, and then we tell the different taxing authorities what the value is in their jurisdiction. They then tell us the millage they want applied to that value to raise the taxes to fund their operation. And that's in a nutshell how the uh, system works. So we're, we're in 2019 when this is getting recorded. Right. Um, so January of 2019. Correct. You, was, you went off the market value of the previous 12 months. The analyzation of the previous 12 months market activity. And, you know, we cut off uh, qualifying the sales January 1st all that prior 12 months. Once we've done that, we have a great ability, and we're very fortunate in Lee County. We're the fourth and largest county in the state, separate ownerships of real estate, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, then Lee. But when you have as many as 80,000 sales, the more data you have, the better job you can do. So it's our job, starting in January 1st, analyzing all those sales in the different neighborhoods to come up with one of three things. The value will go up, stay the same or go down based on that activity the prior 12 months mm -hmm. and that value going up or down you, know, you guys set that but Correct. the millage rate you don't set so right. millage rate stays the same value right. goes up people's taxes are going to be higher because the millage rate sure. stayed the same value went up uh, correct uh i call that the biggest lying government yeah let's hear uh, it. i knew okay. that yeah um and this is throughout history probably go back to the bible and find this <laughs> but like in Lee County, we have 91 different taxing authorities. Like I say, the county, the city, the school board, 
districts, etc. And every year we're responsible to tell them what the new value in their jurisdiction is. And we, we have to do that uh, come June 1st for an estimate, July 1 for the final. Now that gets sent to Tallahassee for approval. So in the meantime, we're required, and I always like to point out, it's a truth in millage, a trim notice that went out two weeks ago. So you'll get that in the mail and it will tell you in our professional opinion what we think the value is of your property. And you can question that. Uh, of course, we get a lot of questions, uh, well, my taxes, well, I said, I can't deal with questions about taxes. That's not my job. I'm not a revenue agent for government. I am an advocate for the taxpayer. So it's our job to, do, to get the proper value on that property. We mess up. We know that. You can't get 650,000 uh, values correct every time. Right. So things will change that we may not have been aware of. And this is a great opportunity for the public because, Tim, there is another office in government, local, state, or federal, that sends an individual, I send an individual letter called a trim notice to every taxpayer in our county, property owner, and tell them what we're going to do to And if your problem when you get that, I, I enthusiastically ask you to check this out, is to, you know, you know what your property's worth usually. And contact us if you think the value we place on your property is in excess of what you could get for it, based on what has sold. That's what the, it's all about. And we'll, we'll respond to that. And you have 25 days that if you don't agree with our explanation, you can actually file a petition to be heard by an independent fee appraiser from private industry, not in my office, who sits in judgment of that value. That's a phenomenal system. That's accountability. I wish every office in government went through the same thing. So I'm a big supporter of that process. If, if your problem is with the taxes, then you really need to go to the budget hearings. Because in that notice I send you, we will also tell you when those taxing authorities, there's usually seven or eight, that affect your property, they have to, by law, meet to adopt that, to finalize that millage. They can't raise it from what they told us they want to use. They can lower it, and that comes from pressure from the taxpayer. Yeah. But the biggest lie in government uh, at those budget hearings, and it's less and less, because I've been preaching this for 40 years, is that um, oftentimes, not always, uh, a taxing authority elected board member may postulate to the public at budget hearing, you should be proud of us. We, we held the line on millage, we didn't raise taxes. Well, that's, that's not true. Right. If, which has been true in most all years, let's say in Lee County, which is usually about the same around the state, we had an 8% increase in values overall. Well, if you leave the same millage from the prior year to an 8% base, you get 8% more money. Right. So the statement that I've always addressed over the years is don't buy the you should be proud of us, we held the line tax and didn't raise the millage. It's a lie. Right. Values are going up, they probably won't raise taxes. No. Right. Values yeah. going down, they may have to. Yeah. And, and what's always interesting, when we had that crash starting in 07 for four years, we lost 49% of the tax roll in Lee County. It was pretty typical around the state. Yet none of the taxi authorities raised the millage because they knew politically they couldn't survive. Especially in Lee County. Yeah, because the public would know who was raising taxes. So they actually ate the downfall and they survived. 
Shocker. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, right, I know. It, it supported what I've been saying all these years. You know, I've always loved about the trim notices is the breakdown of, of the millage rate. So the yeah. year prior and the year coming, you know, and you can see yeah. who raised them and who did. I love that part of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It is a good system. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I like it. And especially you've been talking to me more, man. You're, you're a good dude, I can tell. Well, I, I tell people, if, if I don't know it after 40 years, I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people have been doing something for 40 yeah, years and still don't right. know it. Um, so how is, you explained like a property being appraised, you know, through the data and stuff. But like, are you able to, do you know like the house, it's, you know, there, it's a 3-2, 1,400 square foot with a pool. Right. Like, how do you know that? Yes. Uh, that's a good question. Of course, prior to you know 1980, uh, it was all done by field inspection. Okay. And you would just take a section in the county and just walk down the streets. Our sophistication level is extremely more extreme than that. Uh, a number of years ago, I made a deal with a company called Pictometry to to, uh, to come in and do aerials. I was the second uh, assessment jurisdiction in the world to take their product, and I always want to go second, not first. I want yeah. somebody else to go first and then learn from that. But with that, we were able to make quite a, quite a deal, and this is the way I deal with, with vendors, is uh, they now fly annually. And you can actually tell by aerials, it's gotten that sophisticated, that any roof that has changed its configuration from the sky, it will show up with a different color. And uh, the things we can do, and we can zoom down in and out, and you used it in leap.org, I'm yep. sure, mm -hmm. and you can, you can well, it's, it's Google. It's Google Earth with Lee County property appraisers, yes. stats, and everything else on it. But but it's actually better than Google Earth because Google Earth will steal your data. My my, my <laughs> and we may not. I want to go there. In, in my opinion, they have more of a macro look at things. We use a micro look because we're on the ground as well, and we have local appraisers who work in the office, and we know uh, what can cause an outlier and stuff like that. And we spend so much of our time qualifying sales as arm's length transactions. That's the key to our business. And we even have written programs now that do about over 80% of the sales qualifying. And those that don't fit into our algorithms, we they're cut out. And then we look at them separately. We call the buyers and sellers, and we want to know, you know, what is represented here from what we're looking at is that was actually transpired. So. Question. So, one of the things that we get a lot of is uh, people are like, "Hey, um, uh, they know they're underpaying for a house, or they got themselves a good deal." And then they say, "Yeah, that means my taxes will be lower." And conversely, or not, ta uh, yeah, yeah, our, our, our market value. Think, yeah. And then if they pay, if they're like, "Well, I'd rather pay a don't want to pay a higher sales right. price because yeah. then my assessed value would be more." And, your and it's not that case, right? No. Uh, what we want, when I say qualify sale, uh, in fact, a lot of this comes from the Department of Revenue. They have about 90 codes for any sale. It could fall in these categories. Some of them that, you know, bank sales for some reason over the years, we don't consider them arm's length transaction. They pay too much for the property usually. Uh, there's, you know, within families, uh, Tim Hart, right? <coughs> Senior to Tim Hart Jr., we wouldn't use that in our analysis because often, most often, you don't sell it market within your family. Right, it's discount favor. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and things like that, uh, uh, multi-parcel sales, uh, sales where there are different boards, LLCs, 
but they're actually the same boards. So we have to look at every sale. It doesn't automatically fit in individual from individual, and that's why we do spend so much time qualifying those sales. So if you have a bankruptcy sale, we're not going to just say what that sale was becomes a value. We never do that. It's that sale, if it's an arm's length transaction, but all like sales in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we'll never, I guess it could happen, but we don't ever take a sale and put that on the property as the new value. Gotcha. It's a combination of what's going on in that whole neighborhood. Okay. Uh, I want to pause. Do you mind, um, can you make sure you get a couple of pictures of us like talking as well? Like with the, are you able to do that? Not, not with that camera, no. with your phone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Okay. I just remember that. You want a drink? You all right? Sure. Doing good. Scotch now. <laughs> Sorry. No scotch here. Um, okay, so I was going to talk about disputing value, but you already talked about that. All right. So we're, we ready to hit Homestead? Sure. Okay. So three, two, one. Okay. So Homestead exemption something that's vital when it comes to it real estate in, in our area. So do you yeah. mind explaining to people out there what oh, homestead exemption I'd love is? to. Uh, you know, it, it actually started in the 30s. And the reason for a homestead is because of rising values. Uh, people who were living on their property as their primary residence, it's really their only, it's their home, it's usually the biggest part of their estate, etc. And because of rising values in the area, and people cashing out up north, moving to Florida, uh, was causing a hardship to a lot of people. This was during the Depression. So back then, I think it was $5,000. Uh, after I took office in 80, it went to 25,000 when they phased in, when they passed the trim laws. And that was beneficial for a number of years. But you have to keep in mind, or I'd ask you to, for the first 12 years I was in office, we averaged 12% a year in inflated values based on sales people cashing out. We'd never seen these kind of sales. And I was required by law to file the sales and value your property. That's 144% not compounded the first 12 years I was in office. And I started getting calls from people saying, Ken, this is forcing us off our property. We're retired now. We can't afford this. More than my monthly mortgage. I moved. So we were able to establish a Save Our Homes uh, constitutional amendment right here in Lee County, and went out and gathered like three-quarters of a million signatures statewide because I couldn't get the legislature to put it um, into the Constitution, which they can with a vote, so I had to do it a different way to citizens, and it's truly the first uh, effective constitutional amendment that the citizens did, a citizens' initiative, not special interest did. And we got it on the ballot and got it approved. So in Florida, your taxable value on your homestead property, which you have to declare and it's your primary residence, will protect the taxable value. What the millage is applied to would no longer be applied to the market value. It would be applied to the market value less the exemption was now up to 50000 yeah, right. And then and on top of that, assuming it's a homestead, it has to be, it's covered under Save Our Homes, which I'm the proud father of. Some people who, during the process, spent the money called me the bastard's father, but that's for another story. <laughs> so that's another video. They, they were the spenders, yeah. And, and, but what it does in Florida is your primary residence, the taxable value can't go up more than 
or the CPI, Consumer Price Index, whichever is less. This year's 1.9. So your market value, based on your sales in your neighborhood, could be 10% this year increased. But I can only increase what that millage is applied to the taxable value, 1.9%. That's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it's really helped a lot of people. I'm, I couldn't be prouder of it. I want it on my headstone. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> when, it, when it's your time, you want when it on it's that. my time. I got you. And even since then, then I started getting calls. Ken, uh, we love Saber Homes. We helped you get it on the ballot. Phenomenal thing. Uh, but now we've downsized. We want to downsize. We had three kids then, now we're retiring, and we don't need this home, but I can't downsize, because the way it was originally written, and I never thought of it at the time, is when we move, it goes back up to market. Right. And there's a reason for that, because then the new people, they can get locked in for the future, and that solves their problem. But the person who wanted to go to a condo, downsize, that goes up to market. So we had the experience, we wrote another Constitution Amendment called Portability. So now, in a long, along with the Save Our Homes value you haven't been taxed on over the years because it's been limited, you can take that with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the realtors on the first one, Save, when we wrote Save Our Homes, they were opposed to it vehemently. Really? Oh, yeah. Because they didn't, in my opinion, didn't look forward enough. But when it came to portability and they saw what Save Our Homes did, they saw poor abilities just opening up the market, which it did. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Our I don't wanna, backers, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to move to this new spot because I'm I'm going to be hit with yeah. four thousand year taxes sure. or a thousand or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But now you can take some of that, if not all of it, with you to a new home within Florida. So one, I got um, a few of my friends, viewers, whoever you want to call them, sent in some questions. Okay. So okay. that's one of them. It's Kathy Dodge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Remax, sub Kathy. Um, she had asked about portability, and so her okay. question was, which you already kind of explained it, but also, what is the time frame? How long do you have to uh, file portability? Yeah, it's it's a two-year time frame from the time you sell and from the from the time you set down your your next homestead within the whole state. It's not limited to Lee County or wherever you have your original homestead. Uh, it, it's really a little less than that, but the best way to explain it is two years from the date of that sale, so it may not be two full years in the tax roll. So we've, uh, we, I say the appraisers in Florida, we see that as being kind of restrictive and not everybody can do that work within that time frame. So uh, we've had legislation in that's being, uh, that we sponsor and support. I'm not saying I sponsored, I can't sponsor, but the legislature, we got help. And we're gonna expand that out to three years. But right now, it's currently two tax years, two tax roll years. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so you you touched on this earlier, but I want to make sure I ask the question so you get a chance to directly sure, answer. Sure. Is Lee County Property Appraisers a taxing authority? No. 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 Those are the uh, ones we spoke of earlier. The ninety-one. Uh, you know, your county, your cities, uh, your municipalities, your drainage districts, your water districts, your 17 independent fire districts. No, uh, we, we don't set a millage rate. We are separately elected, which is a very positive thing. Uh, it's called separation of powers. No, none of those taxing authorities that actually do the, raise the, or get the taxes, let's say, uh, they can't put pressure on the local appraiser's office to not appraise their area because they're up for election. It's called separation of power. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, and most states are not that way. 
most are appointed. Uh, North Dakota, I use as an example, I think they have 1,700, they call them assessors, appointed. Well, that's like one assessor for 10 people. Yeah, I'm saying, I mean, yeah. 1,700? We, we, yeah, we've got 67. Is there 1,700 houses in North Not in any jurisdiction. <laughs> but it, it's very, it's, it's not a good system for efficiency yeah. and, uh, and cost effectiveness. So uh, I, like you say, I've taught in many states. And, and I really think Florida has the most progressive, has more technology that we use. And a lot of it has to do with we're separately elected. We don't go to the different taxi authorities to get our budget. Department of Revenue, which is staffed with appraisers as well, they understand what resources we need to do the job for the best we could. And it's all positive uh, that Florida, in my opinion, has the best system of, the, of all the states. How long is your term? Four-year term. When are you up for re-election again? Uh, it'd be 2020. 2020, okay, all right, coming up. Yeah, you running again? I haven't decided. Okay. I'm, I'm 75 years old, so you know that if I had another term, I'd be 80, and, and I never in my life imagined still working full time at, at 80. So I keep that's in my mind. At the same time, I still love to work. Say so you yeah. seem really passionate. Yeah, about it. You I like know. It. And and I've always done the public relations where many offices have a public relations officer. Well, I think the taxpayer needs to hear it from the elected official. So I don't have any problems going out and speaking with the public because I believe in what, I, what I'm doing. And uh, I'm expecting I'll probably make an announcement in January. So if there's people out there thinking about it and are afraid to run against me, I want you to keep thinking that way. But if, <laughs> if, if, if I decide not to run, then I'm going to have enough time for the, those who are thinking of it. Yeah, good luck running against you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into the exemptions. So there's, it's not just the, the primary residence, oh, right? So there's yeah. several other exemptions. Do you mind touching on those? Uh, uh, yeah, probably don't have enough time to get them all. I think we have... Maybe the main I, ones? Yeah, I think now there's like 27 in, in the statutes and our constitution that uh, we have a lot of veterans exemptions. I'm, I'm a Vietnam vet myself. Thank you for your and, service. And, well, thank you. And I, and I really support the veterans that way. I mean, nothing I can do about it, but I want to make sure they get anything they're entitled to. So we, we like it when people talk about the exemptions because they may not have thought that they might qualify and they need to come in. And we have a lot of, uh, you know, blind, paraplegic, uh, if you're confined in a wheelchair. They all have stipulations, uh, two certificates from two separate uh, doctors affirming uh, your affliction, etc. And we have uh, some that are income-based, uh, more or less. Uh, if somebody has a limited income, I think it's around 30000 there's other exemptions that can qualify if they're a senior and they have limited income. Some can even get to the point of like no property taxes. But uh, contact our office. Uh, we'll be happy to, to talk about the different exemptions, but there, there are a lot of them. And each is, it was put forth with a lot of, uh, I think, uh, you know, intelligent thinking behind it, not necessarily me thinking of it, but from all over the years, we've developed these 27-some exemptions. Hmm, cool. People well, need to look at it. And they go right to leapa.org yep. and search for that. So It's all out there. Um, if you're a homeowner out there, look into that. And that would fall like under a person, like uh, I'm thinking of like the, 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 maybe the person that lives in Yakla, they inherit their parents' house, you know, they have, you know, maybe huge tax, taxable amount right. and they don't have the income, but it's free and clear. Yeah, you know, and you know, maybe 
I'm just don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to leave that one out of there. Um, <laughs> no, there, there are a couple things, though, that, that uh, uh, are very important to people, and I hope that they will visit our website. And there's a couple of things you and I talked to before we went on camera that uh, we've come up with that, that other counties don't have, or they may have now, but we were first. We like that. In the sense that, uh, you know, we're required to uh, have a photo from the curb of your house. And, you know, over the years, we're always trying to think of ways that how can we do that, let, you know, more cost effective. And one, I think in my chief deputy was, I have a senior staff meeting every Thursday afternoon. There's only three of us sitting there. And uh, he, had the, he had the idea that Ken, you know, uh, he's a big IT guy. He says, look, um, these phones, you know, cell phones. So now if you don't like the picture in our website of your structure, your home, take it, send it to me. We have a program that will accept it or send it back and say, no, you've got cars and we don't want license plates. So you got your realtor pounding in the sun. No, we can't have that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have certain, <laughs> certain restrictions on it, but it's benefited. One other quick thing. Uh, we made a deal with the school board probably seven, eight years ago. And I love this. I love talking about it. Yeah. Tim, this program, I, I couldn't be prouder of it. And every year I'll go back when they're working and talking to them and stuff like that. And we give them a certificate. But these are special ed kids in high school who are limited in some capacities. But um, what we do with when they show up, we have a room all set up for them and dual screens and we'll have last year's aerials and this year's aerials. And they go through the county and when they see something that's different, which could be a, a barn that was built or maybe an addition and we don't have it in our records, we didn't get a permit or whatever, they put, just put a red dot on it. Now we know where to go to get that data as opposed to walking through the county to find it. And these kids are they're phenomenal. We have, get the picture taken, we put it in a magazine that we send to them and it's, it's really a great uh, way. And, and the savings to the taxpayer is huge and their success rate is better than my employees. Oh wow. Because these kids are so focused right? and they take so much pride in it where it's almost a, a uh, penalty for a full-time employee to do it because, you know, it's, it's boredom and everything to them, but not to these kids. Right. And it's a great system. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. And the school board picks it up, you know. Yeah. So it's, my budget looks real good. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, they get that, the value of the work oh, and yeah. know, a lot of different yeah. things they get from that. Um, Cool. So we went over the exemptions and stuff. I got a few viewer questions. Okay. All right. And yeah. a few friends. We post on Facebook. Hey, I'm meeting with Ken Wilkinson, Lee County Property Appraisers. Send in your questions. So I, I knew I was going to get this one, so we got to ask it just to All make right. fun of him a little bit. Jake Bowman tried to sneak this in there. He said, can you lower my taxes? Ah, Jake. So, I hate to tell you this, but I don't do taxes. <laughs> I do value. Sorry, Jake. Yeah, now I guess... If your value goes down, that could help your situation, but you probably don't want your value to go down. Most people have a pretty good idea what the property's worth. They really don't want it to be less than what they don't want it to be more either. Yeah. But uh, it's our job to get as accurate as we can. Well, we, but we, I'm sorry, Jake, I can't help you on your tax. But we did close Jake's loan a couple years ago. So, okay. Jake, we'll send him your address uh, that will make sure he increases your value yeah. a lot for you, right? We'll, we'll go out, Jake, and, and we'll just so make sure we got everything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be sure, right? Just make sure you're getting taxed enough, Jake. Um, just kidding, Jake. So, Heath Draper, 
I like this question. What is the oddest thing you've ever seen for the properties? Like for the, what's one of the most unique situations you've had out there? Probably wouldn't be me so much because I don't do field, actual field work, but we've had several encounters with uh, animals, uh, you know, dogs, etc. I'm trying to think of some of the more unique ones. I know that uh, I'll get some correspondence that's kind of unique. I remember somebody from the north writing me and saying, uh, just tell me, well, I have a lot at, uh, at Lehigh Acres and my aunt's lot or something like that, you know, can you help me find it? <laughs> help you find it. <laughs> yeah, and so we found it and I went out and they took a picture of me standing at the, the crossroads. I says, it's right down there. <laughs> you know? And I've had some kind of funny things at different times. I have my life threatened, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> other other more, than that. More than once. And they had to go out and talk to the man. A uh, couple, couple of different ones. But uh, How many times has your life been threatened? Uh, four or five. <laughs> it's a good year, not so far this year. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about August. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, no. Just this month, four yeah, times? No. No, 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 no. No, but I've, I've had some interesting situations. I'll get it. Oh, I, I remember this. I got a call once on a Sunday because I've always had my name in the phone book, you know. And uh, Mr. Wilson, yeah, well, I, I own a lot in Cape Coral. And I'm stopping overnight in Tampa. Can you give me directions to my lot in Cape Coral? I said, ma'am, there's people who live in Cape Coral that can't find their lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my records in the house. Right. And one time, uh, I hope he's not here now or, or remembers it, but a surgeon called me from, I think, New Jersey. And uh, he wanted to discuss his value, and it's, he was upset and everything. I said, Doc, uh, I have office hours. Because that's what a doctor would tell you. He said, I'm at home, you know, on Sunday. <laughs> Call me Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, uh, Brendan Mulvaney, he pumps solar electricity all the time, talks about it. He wants to know if, do you consider solar power adding value to the property? Probably so. Uh, there are, in, in those uh, exemptions, etc., there are some things that uh, we will look at. Uh, if you put solar in your home, uh, I don't think this has been sunsetted yet because these kind of exemptions usually come in with like a 10-year limit to encourage that uh, entrepreneurship or however you want to say it. And we've had them in the past. I don't know if it's still on the books. But we would not add value to that property because you added solar. Once the cost of that, we won't uh, recognize. And so it wouldn't raise your value, which means that it, I guess it's helped you, right? Yeah, no, right, I gotcha. Yeah, and there, there's other things that through the years, I just haven't reread on some of that through the last couple of years. Right. But uh, there, are, there are products out there that the legislature will be lobbied and we'll see the benefit of having a time-limited exemption if you go do this and it improves your property. We'll, we will mandate by law that the property appraiser can't raise your value because you spent that money doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you have anything else you want the people out there of Lee County to know about? Do you want anything you want to say to them or? Not really. Uh, uh, like I say, uh, it's going on 40 years. And from the beginning, uh, I felt that the, uh, the future and the business, the career I chose to do it right, is really going to be based with technology. 
and uh, we've been able to follow up with that. It was timing as far as I'm concerned, and I had some background limited. And it has really benefited the taxpayer because our office now has the lowest cost per parcel, not only in Florida but North America, to studies that have been done in the past. And every year, Department of Revenue done one. I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that uh, after f almost 40 years, when I took office, I uh, had 78 employees. My predecessor did. Uh, today we have uh, 77. So, and we one been, less in all yeah, that time. And we've been up to 130. But it's recognizing at certain periods, because of what we're putting into infrastructure, resources into computerization and everything, we, didn't, we never had to fire somebody because this computer took their place. But we didn't always replace somebody because the computer was there mm -hmm. doing the job more accurately and faster. Uh, the thing I'm most proud of is, without a doubt, uh, the employees we've developed over the years confidence I now have in them and uh, if I do walk away and be done I can do it very happily yeah cool well that was fun yeah you, you, that was great it was yeah. very informative thank you I enjoyed doing this so yeah make sure you do, guys do, do I have to go back to the office <laughs> it's a bit of a drive you know <laughs> time to call it a day could be it's a Friday yeah Chili's is down the road go ahead yeah. and yeah. Um, well hey can I appreciate yeah. it thank you sir you that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, you as well. And so you guys, make sure homeowners, uh, you got, they were, they're very responsive. I email, check out LIPA, do your research, uh, share this with uh, that homeowner that maybe doesn't, maybe you think falls for the exempt or uh, can claim these exemptions, or maybe they don't even know about them, um, or they just want the information. So. Um, again, that was awesome. So thank you very much. I appreciate Great. you on that. Yeah. And if I can ever help any of you guys out there with your mortgage needs, give me a shout. Call my office, 239-437-4278. And again, thanks for watching, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.